welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is October the 16th, and I've got Scott here with Words of Grace podcast. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well today. Yeah, we took off last week. We did. Somebody asked me about doing a podcast. Where was it? And I said, oh, I kind of forgot we took last week off. But yeah, we did. Yeah. It was fall break for a lot of people around here. And you had a busy weekend leading up to that. So yeah, we took a... But here we are. Good to be back. Good to be back. So we, um, for those that are maybe tuning in for the first time, we've been walking through the book of Isaiah Mm -hmm. here at Grace. And um, we were in... Some people may have been there on Sunday and gone, well, we went from chapter what to what? Um, So (laughs) we were in chapter like... 11 or 12. 12, and then we jumped all the way to 24. That's right. I'm saying. So if you would, give us a little bit of a, a kind of an outline of the sermon on Sunday, a little bit of an overview. Okay. I would encourage people to listen to it. Um, they'll understand this a little bit more. But mm-hmm. yes, a big section, starting in chapter 13, there's a, a series of, of oracles against the nations, concerning yeah. the nations and their judgments. There's a lot of hope in there, too. There's some grace. There's redemption. Mm-hmm. There's God's plan of salvation, even for the nations. But generally speaking, from chapters tw- uh, 13 up mm-hmm. through 23, is a series of judgments against the nations that surround Israel at that time, the time of Isaiah. And then chapter 24 is another judgment chapter, this time against the whole earth, the whole world. And so what we did on Sunday was look at chapter 24 Mm -hmm. um, more in depth, but then we went back to to chapter 13 and and just Mm -hmm. did a review or an overview, I should say, of of those nations, but focused on God's judgment of the world um, and why and what gives him the right to judge. Mm-hmm. And we tied that in with both Genesis, the creation account, and the Apostle Paul writing in Romans 1 and 2 right. to say that every person, uh, the nations, the world, and every person uh, knows enough about God to have rebelled against him mm-hmm. and therefore be under the judgment of God. Yeah. And thankfully, Romans 3 God has provided a, a way for us mm-hmm. to be made right with Him right. in that Christ took our judgment upon Himself, yeah. and we can believe in Him and be free. Yeah. So that was the general flyby of the, mm-hmm. uh, of the sermon on Sunday. Yeah, it felt, you know, I, I was thinking about it this morning, driving in to work, and I thought, you know, it's sometimes hard to hear these judgment passages, and you, you can walk out realizing, mm-hmm. I'm guilty. Like, yeah. I'm... But then it's just good to know that with wrapped up in the judgment, there seems to be this welcoming call yeah. to repent and turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you repent and turn, grace is freely given, yeah. um, which is a beautiful thing. Well, the nature of salvation, or, or I should say the nature of, um, <clears throat> of understanding the plan of salvation right. is that judgment gives way right. to, to uh, salvation. Yeah. Um, I was working this morning uh, on the next part of Isaiah that I'm going to be mm-hmm. in, and the person I was reading was uh, was was saying that very thing that that um, before the nations, before individuals, and before the nations, before people will turn to God, they have to have their own hopes and their own self reliance mm-hmm. and their own pride, in some respects, collapse on them. Yeah. Um, and that is that is a form of judgment. That there's a realization that that 
what we're pursuing in life and the, the life of the self, the life of pride and arrogance against God, can't stand up. It mm-hmm. will be judged. And so that's a necessary step in terms of awareness right. to prepare the heart for God's salvation in Christ. Yeah. So there is, there is grace in it. Yeah. And as we saw on Sunday from chapter 24, in it all, God is declared as the righteous one. Yeah. Because his, both his judgments are righteous mm-hmm. and his way of saving people from his judgment is righteous. Yeah. And we saw that in Christ. Yeah. Um, well, here's the, the question that I wanted to kind of circle back around to. And you, you mentioned it towards the end, but I'd love for you to just kind of elaborate a little more. Yeah. It's, it's how would you encourage us to respond to a text like this that is much about judgment? Yeah. Um, judgment not just for the evil nations, yeah. but judgment for all people. Yeah. Um, we're all <clears throat> guilty. So how, you mentioned four things in the end, but would you elaborate a little bit on those? Sure. But before that, uh, there was one thing I mentioned prior to those final four things. Um, and, and that is we need to, we need to just accept the reality of it. Yeah. Um, we, we need to, we need to tell ourselves, stop bristling, mm-hmm. stop resisting at, at the message of, of judgment. God is God. Mm-hmm. He has the right to judge. He must judge to mm-hmm. be righteous. He must judge evil to be righteous. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think. The, you know, we'll talk about four things, but I think the first thing before the four things is just understand this is the reality. Yeah. And we play games in our minds. Mm-hmm. We say, oh, there's a judgment. This is a message of judgment. Okay, how do I get away from that? Okay, well, the first thing I'll do is just deny there's a God. That way I'll get away from his mm-hmm. judgment. Or I'll just say that I don't belong to that religion, so I'll get away from his judgment. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I'll just keep doing as many good things as I can to get away from his judgment. You know, all of these attempts, both mental and in our actions, are attempts to deny a a reality that I think we really sense is true. And that is there's a God. Human beings have rebelled against him, and he's going to judge that that unrighteousness. So we need to embrace it. Yeah, I don't mean in in a, oh, I love this way, but like a reality way. Like this is the truth that I have to reckon with. Right, yeah. Then... I think once we do that, then I, I mentioned yeah. at the end of the sermon, how do we respond to a message mm-hmm. on judgment? And, uh, one way I would say is to fear the Lord. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit because I mean, you kind of you said it like I'm talking about something, you know, when I say this, you'll hear me in the right way, you know. Yeah. So explain that. Like what does that look like, fear yeah. the Lord? The Lord's intention is not for us to walk around in this constant state of anxiety. Mm-hmm afraid to step out of line that we might get whacked by by a, a cosmic hand yeah. you know on the back of the head that, yeah. that's not the point that's not what fear of the lord means yeah to fear the lord means to acknowledge that god is god mm-hmm. to acknowledge that he is completely holy righteous sovereign mm-hmm. and good compassionate merciful and gracious yeah that he is god that we are not, that we have sinned against him, and therefore there is an accountability before him. It's to reckon with that mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that and, to, and to, to, to stop stiff-arming him or playing these mental games that I talked about or acting as if he won't catch up to us or whatever, whatever we're doing to disregard God. To fear the Lord is to honor him mm-hmm. and to respect him yeah. and, to, and to reckon 
with him in, in, the, in the way that we're supposed to as creatures before him to whom we're accountable. Okay, mm-hmm. fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Recognize he's righteous. Is that kind of the same in your mind as like the awe of God? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yes, it's awe. There are many shades to this word fear of right. the Lord. Awe, respect, reverence, yeah. worship, mm-hmm. um, um, deference, mm-hmm. um, you know, those obedience, all these kinds of words yeah. tie into the fear of the Lord. Yeah, you know, the Proverbs tell us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hmm. Now, what, what, again, what that doesn't mean, we get fear in our head like, oh, <clears throat> I'm afraid that at any moment, you know, something bad's going to happen to me. Like, we, we, we equate this with some kind of fear of a human. Yeah. You know, like we, right. we fear a like human. I'm afraid of this human. Yeah. Right. That's not what we're talking about no. here. We're, we're talking about an, 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 a respect mm-hmm. that leads to a worship yeah. and, a, and a submission in the healthiest, yeah. most human way as, crea- as creature before the Creator. Mm-hmm. All right. Fear the Lord because He's, he's going to judge. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I would say is to trust Him. Okay. Uh, trust the Lord. That he is going to make all things right. Yeah, and in his time. And in his time. That's probably the hard one for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, we're you know we're every week there are new atrocities in the world that we read about. Yeah, um, people individually are sitting. I'm sure they were yesterday, and that's why I tried to briefly address them. Yeah, they're sitting there. They have been harmed. They've been yeah. sinned against in grievous ways. Mm-hmm. The Lord is going to to um, bring every deed to account. Yeah. He is going to judge justly. Right. And so the things of this world that we say, these are evils, and we feel <clears throat> some sense of uh, maybe bitterness or doubt or something over the fact that we say they might not be brought to justice. Maybe not in this life, maybe not in the human-to-human way, mm-hmm. but they will be brought to justice before God. Yeah. And we can trust Him with that. Mm-hmm. It's not a revenge thing. We're not talking about revenge. We're talking about the basic need in a human soul to know that things are going to be made right. Yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned the whole revenge thing because I could think, I mean, maybe me sitting there thinking, oh, I hope this person gets it. You know, yeah. it's, it's not what we're talking about. No, no, we're talking about the we're talking about a world that's sane mm-hmm. and properly ordered mm-hmm. and makes sense. God will judge evil deeds. Yeah, and we need to trust Him with that. Another thing we do is it goes with trust, and we could say maybe trust and then rest. Right. Trust leads to rest. Yeah, and that is Christ died for our sins. Hmm. Uh, it's appointed unto every person to die, and then comes the judgment. So I am I am in that category of being judged. Right. For my rebellion and my sin against God. Mm-hmm. And I, it does no good for me to compare um, my sins against someone else's. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is, is the sin of self-willed rebellion against God yeah. resides in my heart. Right. Christ took, Christ was judged in my place. Mm-hmm. Christ was condemned in my place. Mm-hmm. Christ bore the wrath of God's judgment for me. Mm-hmm. I am in him. I, am, I have faith in Christ. Right. My life is hidden with him. Mm-hmm. I have union with Christ. So I can rest by faith that at the judgment it will be shown that Christ bore it for me. Right. So, and then, so what have we said? Fear him, 
trust him, rest in him. And then I think the thing, final thing I said yesterday to elaborate a bit is proclaim him. Mm. Why? Because all through the Bible, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it again in Isaiah over and over, God keeps referring, through Isaiah, God keeps referring to the peoples of the earth. Mm-hmm. That's a plural that clearly refers to more than one people, one nation. Mm-hmm. He's talking about the nations. Right. And the bottom, and then Paul and Peter, we get into the New Testament, talk about how God has his elect, has his people that he will save from the Gentiles. Yeah from the pagan nations, mm-hmm. from the very peoples that were judged in Isaiah 13 through 23. Yep. Well, how do they, how do they turn? How do they repent and believe and mm-hmm. be saved? Through the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And in Isaiah's day, through the proclamation to return, to turn to, to God, the God, the God who made the everlasting covenant. Right. So we have to proclaim Christ. Yeah. Now we we always do this. I think we position ourselves mentally in the category of of it, it all starts with us and we proclaim it to the others. No, mm-hmm. you and I are here because the gospel got proclaimed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it started with Jesus mm-hmm. commissioning his apostles. Yeah. The Holy Spirit filled his early apostles and early church. They were in Jerusalem. The gospel launched from there. Mm-hmm. It was to Jews first, then it went to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. You and I are here because somebody proclaimed the gospel, mm-hmm. and we're just proclaiming it again. Right. We're continuing it on. Mm-hmm. And so it got to us by proclamation. It will get to others by proclamation. Yeah. And God will save people from, from his wrath, yeah. uh, the wrath, the righteous wrath. Mm-hmm. And he will save us in his love, and he will save us for his son and for his glory. And so we proclaim him. So yeah. fear, trust, rest, proclaim. Yeah, that's that's helpful. I think, you know, uh, again, it's a good way to respond to a passage like this. It's a good way to think about how to enter our world. And even you, you could wrap all that in how to pray, you know, yeah. as we're proclaiming. Pray for people that are in our lives that haven't turned to him. Um, yeah. And so it's a very helpful way. Um, Again, thank you for a great sermon in Isaiah 24, and we will be moving on to Isaiah 25. That's right. Next week. Lord willing. All right. Sounds good.